Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. Hello and welcome to the best of crunch time for the 25th of September. Joel Kane was joined by Mark Spud Carroll and Manly legend Jeff Tuvey to pick through the bones of Manly's disastrous preliminary final loss to South Sydney. And how will Souths go next week in the grand final? Hey Spud, I was thinking about this, right? Um, Jason Demetrio, who's the assistant coach, who next year becomes the head coach, he would have had a major say as to whether to keep Reynolds or not, given that he's going to be the head coach next year. And if he said, no, I don't want Adam Reynolds, I wonder if that's quite frosty between Adam Reynolds and the assistant coach. It could be, but I was thinking he wants to follow Wayne, wherever Wayne's going to go, and he's going to coach again. Yeah, He's going up the Brisbane Bronco. He's going to be, you know, wherever Wayne goes, he'll, he'll be there next. It's like he's like uh, Darius Boyd. Yeah. Wherever Darius, wherever Wayne went, Darius was there. But, um, you know, you just look at, you know, we spoke about this out there too. As regards completions, it doesn't matter what sport, if you don't compete, complete well, you have a look at the uh, Manly side, 24 from 36, right? For a first grade side, semi-final, 37 from 48. They had too much ball. They starved them. Yeah. I look at Jake Trevojevic, 56 tackles. He had no juice to do attack. It was absolutely buggered. They, they, see, for me, it's about shots on goal. When they got up their tubes, Manly, they, they threatened every single time. They were, they were unlucky with a couple of disallowed tries, but every time they got up there, which wasn't enough, shots on goals, they pretty much converted um, but just stupidity. They didn't let themselves in the game. Mistakes in their own end. Kepi trying to silly offload yeah. near the halfway line. Olakowatu did something similar. They just had to get in the steering comp, didn't they? I think maybe their lack of experience at this level. Mm. Um, but saying that, you've got the two halves. I put a lot of pressure on, particularly on Cherry Evans. I mean, I shouldn't do it, but I do. He's the man that should have stood up. I just think... He just didn't do it again last night. He's, the young blokes were looking for someone, him or Kieran, to stand up and say, hey, boys, it's okay, follow me. And I, I keep wanting to see him do it, but I, he just falls short each time. Yeah. I, I felt the same a little bit too, to be honest with you. Paulo from Pukehurst writes, G'day, gents. Love the show. Do you think Manly's performance showed they lack an all-round team? Uh, in other words, they're so invested in turbo um, and and. To a lesser extent, Daly Cherry Evans says Paulo from Peakhurst. Um, well, I suppose it showed at the start of the year, Paulo. They're on their way to a wooden spoon after four games. And then if you put Turbo in the Canterbury side this year, too, how far do they go, you reckon, honestly? Oh, oh, look, you just don't know. Look, it's probably the most vital position or most important position in the team, the fullback. Yeah. We, we all know that. Look at the teams that succeeded over the last, last few years, you know, particularly with Tedesco to the Roosters. Um and he was a, he had a great year this year as well, um, but but I'll just just back to our to to the person who wrote, wrote in or called in, I think Manly's played well as a team when Tommy's been there, mm. but again, when he's not there, the team seems to disintegrate. And I, I again I keep looking to the I'll leaders in the team, the guys with the experience. Yeah. I hope going back to the halves, I think they really missed 
someone at nine this year as well. Um, they've had a few blokes come in and out at nine and they're missing that. But I still put some pressure on those senior guys to pull them through when Tom's not around. Well, too, the senior guys you're responding to, and that's, uh, that's Cherry. Cherry's the highest player. He's on a, whatever the money's on, he's on a massive amount of money. But, uh, but the things, I look at the players that are on that sort of massive money, the Cameron Smiths, the, the, uh, the players, they play each week and they aim up, but he doesn't aim up every week. One week good, three weeks out. Hey, boys, I'm not sure whether it was uh, January or when, whenever it was. Uh, the wifey and I were up at the Hunter Valley. Next thing you know, I'm having a beer, and it's 10.30 in the morning, right? And you're probably <laughs> saying, why am I having a beer at 10.30 in the morning? Because I jump in the spa up at the uh, resort thing, and these pelicans start yelling out to me, right? Put your shirt back on, blah, 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 ripping into me. I look up, yeah. and there's all these blokes sitting up there a bit dusty from the night before, and it's the West Tigers 2005 side having a reunion up there at Hunter Valley. <laughs> so they're great guys, you know? And, and I reckon most comps filled with great guys. You almost need that chemistry to go all the way. And so I go up there and it's 10.30. They're having a hair of the dog. It's 10.30 yeah. in the morning. I have one with them. Morning. And I sat next to Benji. I said, Benji, what are you doing, mate? And they're talking about Canterbury and their other clubs. And he said, what do you reckon? I said, well, and I'm not suggesting at all. I know Roosters were also in the mix at the time. And I just said, Benji, look, you'd be getting advice from everywhere, but just go and try and win a comp. You know, if it's a matter of 30,000 or 50,000, it feels like a lot right now, but just try and get, go and try and win a comp. And I don't know whether that played any part in his thinking or what, but but all of a sudden he's off to a bloody grand final. All I know is this. I spoke to someone who I won't embarrass um, the other day, and they said, do you know Benji, you know? And I said, no, I don't know Benji. I know Say G'day. Yeah, and, yeah. and he said he's one of the best characters, people yeah. in football, yep. in the football land. Now, I said, what do you mean by that? He said, well, he's just a guy that is genuine. He's a good guy. And that's what you need to be successful in yeah. this game. You need people that are quality. Quality people, not people that are morons or they do the wrong thing. He said he's a quality guy and that's why he fits in. Wherever he's gone, he's fit in and everyone likes him. And that's it. I think that's, that's his key. He's Apart from being obviously a yeah. great athlete and a great yeah. football player, but his key is that he's a good bloke and we need more of those people. Yeah. Here's what he had to say on Channel 9. Um, yeah, look, I, I knew coming here what I was getting into. Freddie, I knew what my role was going to be and Wayne was quite clear that it was going to be 14 from the start of the year and um, I could have played anywhere. Uh, you know, throughout the season, I played every position um, except wing. So, um, but you know, I've enjoyed that role. You know, I haven't had to play 80 minutes every week. Everyone thinks because you're 36, um, you mm -hmm. can't play 80 minutes. But this bloke, Cameron Smith, used to do it in the middle. So, enough ages, ages a number. But um, yeah, I just go out there, enjoy myself, try and calm the team down, bring a bit of energy and. Uh, and the coach, like Longneck, someone's got to calm him down. He's a bit grumpy, and that's my job. Well, if you keep the cameras on in the sheds, you probably see him uh, dancing to country music. Um, he's the most uncoordinated bloke I've ever seen. Still got the coat hanger in his shirt. But um, I'll tell you what I do love about Wayne is he still gives you goosebumps before the game uh, and gets you up to play. And um, his speech today was pretty special. Uh, we're, we're ready to go. Yeah, wow. Um, talking about Wayne Bennett, they would have met in the Kiwi team, I would have thought, wouldn't they, years ago? Wayne and probably yeah, Benji. Just a question on characters you're talking about, Tooves. And I spoke to Craig Bellamy and he said there was one year, I think it might have been 2014 or something, and they had a pretty average year as far as Melbourne were concerned. And I asked Craig about that and he said, well, mate, I went on a study trip, he said, over to America and I didn't properly go through the due diligence for the players we'd signed in and around that time. And there were three players, he said, which he felt completely hijacked their season. You know, they, they didn't fit into the culture of what he was trying to press upon. In your career, too, was, and you don't have, I don't want you to name any players, but was there 
sort of one or two characters where you thought, oh, geez, not having them would have helped? Uh, yes, I, yes, but the, the, the opposite to that is if you don't have a couple of those characters in your team, one, at least one, then you're not successful either. Yeah. They're, they're the, the different ones. Yeah. The, 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 um, yeah, the not normal the ones. The left to centre sort of types. You, you need them. Yeah. You need them. Inside. And I think Melbourne have got them in like a Cameron Munster. But if you have too many of them, then they, they take control, then you, or you lose control, yeah. and then the team's a shamble. Yeah, well said. Regards, Benji, I think at the end of the year, you always have uh, who's the signing of the year. Mate, he's got to be one of them. He's yeah. got to be up there. But Wayne Bennett to put his hand out and say, mate, I'm going to be at South. No one wanted him at West Tigers. He was going to... He was going to retire, and he gave him an opportunity. He knew what his role was. As you said, he's come off number 14. Some of the games he actually started, he was a man of the match. Yeah. And, and you know what, Spud? It's not always about what you do on the field either. So Blake Taft's spoken about the influence Benji's had. And, and when you say signing of the year, he probably is because all boats rise with the tide. So if Benji goes there and he's setting standards and these young blokes yeah, are lifting up and, exactly and, and you're right. paying him probably not much, it's a huge signing, isn't it? It's a, it's a massive signing for the culture he brings off the field to the young blokes puts him in the right direction, and then when he gets on the field, he can still lead there, but it's what he does off the field exactly right. Yeah, and uh, who's to say that uh, he doesn't have a big, big uh, go into the grand final? Wayne Bennett on thinking about the grand final. He'd been keeping it very, very quiet, Wayne, but they're there now. Let's see what he had to say. I've been so disciplined about my attitude to all of this uh, as the season unfolded, um, not to, you know dwell on, on green finals because there's so many bridges you've got to cross before you get there. So I've just been ticking them all off and not, not thinking of the week ahead. So I came here tonight knowing that, you know, we'd lost um, three prelims in a row, uh, two, two under with me as coach, and we've, you know, fallen at the last moment. So the last thing I want to think about was what next week might hold for us. So probably in the last 10 minutes when Campbell Graham started to miss a couple of tackles, I probably started to think about the grand final. <laughs> and what it meant. But up until then, it was furthest thing from my mind. So that was a cheeky yeah. whack at Campbell Graham. He's he having, having a bit more, of a jest there. He won't miss another tackle. No, he won't. Well, Campbell Graham was naturally thinking about next week. Probably yeah. doesn't want to get injured. This one here was not so cheeky. Have a listen at the whack on the Broncos. You know, I will say publicly, they undermined me in their conversations with South. So they, did, they didn't do a little job on me, they did the best job they possibly could. But to South's credit, they, they had some people there that had worked with me before and they were happy to, to bite the bullet and, uh, and give me the opportunity. And I, you know, I, I rustled Crow and, you know, hopefully tonight, you know, as part of the repayment that the, what the team's done, that means so much to him. And the chairman as well, Nick Pappas, he's been wonderful and all the board, so I've been, Tremendous support there. It's just, it was refreshing to be honest with you. The last three years have been as refreshing a year as I've had in coaching for a long time. The way that worked and the way we built the club and the way the club was when I went there was a really good shape. And Shane Richardson was there and Shane Edwards from the ex Broncos CEO is the guy that rang him up and said, Why don't you go and get Wayne and supported me there? Welcome back to the best of crunch time with Joel Kane, Jeff Tuvey. And Mark Spud Carroll, it was great to have Tooves in the house. So we went through some of his best coaching moments and living in God's country on the northern beaches. What was it like when, and I haven't got the, the game in front of me, but when you win as a coach in the prelim and you're off to a grand final, what was that feeling like? Uh, that, that was fantastic. But I mean, I'm more, I was more pleased for the players themselves. I mean, being a coach, um, you obviously got separation between um when you played in yeah. the past, 
You want to be on the field, but you, you can't. You've got to sit back and, and let them do their things on the field. And that's the frustrating thing as a coach. So when, when they, there's a victory or a loss, you, you can't partake in that victory or loss the same way as the player does. You've got to sit back a bit. So I, I'd like to sit – I always like to sit back and let them either live the moment for themselves – whether it be good or bad. Yeah. You, know? you go up and put your arm around them when they lost, yep. and you can go up and hand them a beer or a champagne bottle when they win. But you, to participate in the win itself um, is very difficult for me as a coach. Did you Were you far more nervous as a player than a coach for a grand final? No. No, as a coach, it's really frustrating. I told this story the other day too. I was once, might have been one of the semis, and we were. Um, I got so distressed at one time, I could feel... The I could feel it, the system, the motion coming through my body that I was wow. going to faint. I was oh, going wow. like the pins and needles coming through my head. I said, God, I've got to calm down. 2013? In 13. Yeah. I've got to calm down. Otherwise, I'm, I'm going to actually faint in the wow. box. Um, <laughs> no wonder the uh, the TV uh, cameras always were pinned on the box with me when I was in there. But um, <laughs> look, I think, look, it's very nerve wracking in the box. As a coach, mm. I'd much rather be a player. Yeah. But talking about coaches last night, just see what one time they scanned the box with Desi. Oh, mate, it was outstanding. It was great vision. He's like slamming these things on the ground. But I used to love tubes. The emotion, that's passion. Yeah. That is love for the game. That's love for his players. Well, actually, uh, incidentally, you actually beat South Sydney uh, on the way to the grand final on the prelim. So that was a team with Adam Reynolds and and those well, sort of boys. That, that that game, they they actually came out. They were leading by – it was 8-0. I thought we were in trouble here. And then um, all of a sudden, um, yeah, halftime fourteen points to six. Yeah, they they ran out of puff, and then I asked someone quite a time later. I said, "Well, heck, you guys just ran out of puff. What happened?" To, apparently, they were doing three wrestling sessions oh. a week into the into the semifinals. But in saying that, I think they learned their lesson, and the next year they won the comp. So, what was in that grand final twenty thirteen? Was it was there something you felt you got wrong, or was there a big moment of the match where you thought, uh, "Oh no, that was a big turning point"? Or I I just thought. Um, We'd had a lot of success in the previous years before beforehand. So I just believe that we probably had a, 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 a not a graded bench that we should have had. Yeah. Um, we were a bit uh, strapped on the bench. And then they brought Sonny Bill Williams up and those sort of things. Even though there was a three-metre forward pass from him to score one of the tries. But I'm, I'm not dirty. No, I'm not dirty. No. No, I can't hear that. So, too, who was your favourite ever player to coach in that period at Manly? Um. Hmm. It would have had to be Glenn Stewart. Yeah. Um, he was never got the, the raps that his brother got. Yeah. Um, but he was a real footballer. He just he just competed. He wasn't athletically gifted in the sense like his brother was with speed, but he could play football. Yeah. He was tough. He could de- defend. He could attack. And he was a good a good bloke to boot. So I just I think and he I coached him in the reserve grade when I was coaching reserve grade too. So he he went through the full system. Didn't go straight to the first grade so much like his brother, but. Again, he hung in there, and he he was a great player. He'd suit today's game too. Oh, he's he? a great player for me. Yeah, he's he a great, was a great player. player. Do you think uh, these those twos, um, Jake Dvorovic, identical to him? Yeah, Jake, probably a, a bit more straight up and down than Glenn was, but yeah, like he's the heart and soul of the Manly Club for for mine. Um, and he, you can see him on the field when he's when he's um, directing the players and talking to the players. They stop and they listen to him. I mean, he's the one that's conducting those those group meetings, isn't he? He's there waving his finger. Yep. and He's the one that's passionate. Yep. He's the one that's emotional. He's the one that says, hey, boys, follow me, follow me. Let's go this way. And he shows hurt when they lose. 
Oh, he, oh. he's devastated. But yeah. And that's what you want. You yeah, want in so. your player. He's, he's a fantastic leader. Um, and he's a great... Jake's bad game, his good game, his, his good game self-story, his good game's an eight, his bad game's a seven. Yeah. Uh, hey, Sugar, if your turbo and Cleary Dallium theory is true on recent form, the Broncos are going to be up there and Milf should win the Dallium. Melbourne by eight tonight, says Damo. Uh, there you go there. Thank you very much, Damo. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. 736 736 By the way, uh, Alex is too good. Mm. Uh, after the game where Latrell Mitchell, it's clear that he's going to be ironed out for the season. Found it. They asked Wayne about that. Here's what he had to say. Do you think you can um, win this competition without your, your fullback? Um, we'll wait and see. We'll all have to wait and see for that. What, what on, a, sorry, you go. on a positive note for you, Wayne, I thought your middles tonight started the game really well. Particularly after yeah, he goes on to say, Wayne, mm. he said this team is basically the best team he's had, even without yep. Latrell Mitchell. So um, he said, wait and see. Well, they can certainly get into the grand final. <sighs> the other thing he, he said, Sugar, he keeps talking about He's had a really great year. His last two years is probably the best two years he's had in coaching, if you hear him talk. And it's just the players want to play for each other. They're working for each other. And you can see, I know they've been in uh, lockdown and been together for so long, but I think they're out of all sides, they've probably gelled the best and they'll do anything for their side. And they're in the grand final, mate, looking back now to watch two sides bash each other last night, tonight, and hopefully it keeps going extra time. Oh, I think I think Wayne's really pleased with what he's done with the group because apart from Katie Walker and, and Reynolds, there's no real stars in the side. You know right. what I mean? There's no real look at me. I'm I'm a rep player. I've made New South Wales. I played for Australia. He's got this this bunch of great players, got them to bond together, and they're they're in the grand final. Yeah, and that's why he's so pleased. I think that he's, he's taking this mob to the grand final. Yeah, I think even the bench. You, know, you talk about you know player signings. And Joe Arrow has been a good pickup. Yep. Um, he's pulled his head in. Got rid of all that silly hair and just pulled his head in. He's, he had a bit of a misdemeanor this year, but. I think, um, you know, I was, I've always been worried they'd never replace the Sam Burgess, someone like a Sam, a dictator through the middle, whacking blokes. But I think uh, Tom this, this year has had his, by far, his best year. He's worried about his own game and he's had a great go forward. Alex Asil's had his best year as well. He's, found, go, he's found this more he's from Wayne Bennett. He's a huge player for us, but, you know, we didn't have him last year in the playoffs. I think we're a better team than we were last year. Um, and we're pretty good at, you know, getting other players to play well for us and put them in key positions, and that's what we're going to have to find if that if that happens, as, you, as you've suggested. So, you know, we've won a lot of games this year, a lot of players missing. Latrell missed a month of football earlier in the season. He missed a, one after the origin. Um, our greatest strength this year has been our squad, and I'll just have to go back and rely on the squad to get this job done. There you go. There you go, playing as a team, and that's what I mentioned. I think he's really happy with himself as a coach, bringing those, without those superstars, Latrell particularly, together and playing the way they are, that's just sensational. Yeah, absolutely. And, and this is the thing. I think, boys, that whoever wins this comp, whether it's Ivan, Craig Bellamy or Wayne Bennett, if Wayne Bennett wins the comp without a marquee player, mm. you know, having to go against these two great teams, whether it's Penrith <laughs> or whether it's... Well, he would have beaten Penrith and Melbourne if it goes that way or beaten Penrith twice. Uh, if he does that, it has to be his greatest achievement without a marquee player. If Ivan does it, he has to do it with his son being injured, beating yep. Bennett and Bellamy. And, of course, if Craig Bellamy does it, he goes back-to-back after an immortal retires and Tino leaves and Suliasi Venavalu leaves and 
you know, it's it's massive for whichever coach achieves it, isn't it? No, it certainly is. But you, Joel, while I ask you, regards Wayne Bennett, who do you think he'd prefer to play? He's both these teams have put fifty on South. Remember them coming? Oh, they can't win the conference. They can't win. It made him go to a different level. Yeah. He then started concentrating on defence. Defence is everything in life. Your attack comes. Yeah. They're all saying, if you get your defence right, your attack comes. They've got some amazing attack. Shaw's left. Now they're going scoring right side. They've got the full package at the moment. He'd be cheering on the Panthers tonight, wouldn't he? They beat him a couple of weeks ago too, do you reckon? If, if you're Wayne, are you, are you cheering? Well, what was your scenario? Did you know who you were playing when you won, or did you have to wait and see? No, I had to wait and see, but... Um, I don't. I don't think. I don't think he cares. It's the old story. He he wants them to go the um, a draw at full time. With an injury, play an extra five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Um, bash the bejesus out of each other. <laughs> um, have to play on a Tuesday night That's again a right. rematch. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then they'll, they'll play whoever's uh, whoever's yeah. left. Yeah. Um, I don't think he really cares. But um, and that's that'll be Wayne's. Um, philosophy, I think, going forward to the media at least. Mm. But I'm sure deep down. He'll have a team picked out that he'd rather play, yeah. yeah. Mm. yeah. I think it's Penrith. What do you think, Spud, to that question? Mm. Yeah, I think Penrith. Yeah. I think um, yeah, Melbourne Storm, there's, yeah, there's got too many players that can aim up. 17 players, unbelievable. Yeah, Mark Nichols coming up too, uh, very, very shortly too, you uh, Bunnies fans. Uh, what Tooves just said nailed it. The teams that rely on one or two players don't win. It has to be who has each player, and they have to contribute. The Storm are full of consistent contributors, yeah. says Cole. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Uh, this one here is interesting. Um, is Liam Knight available for the Bunnies next week? He could be a big in. That must be hard to as a coach when you make a grand final. 25 players don't fit into 17. Yeah, it is, and it's a tough call, whoever you leave out. Um, just on another back thing, Liam Knight's a local manly yeah. player, actually. Um, yeah, he's... Had a few troubles as a younger man, but he's a great athlete and um, a pretty good, pretty handy football player. Um, he's doing well at South, which is fantastic. But, um, yeah, that's a big decision for, for Wayne to make. But like we said, and I think one of the, the uh, listeners said, you've got to get that balance right. Yeah. Who's the best balance to complement the team as a whole? And, and that's a difficult thing. And then... Once you make that decision, the next thing is you've got to tell whoever you're going to leave out, sorry, oh. you're missing out of an you know, opportunity of a lifetime to play in a grand final. Thanks very much. That, that, that is such a tough conversation, isn't it? Like you work your absolute butt off all year. Uh, I know, speaking to Johnny Lang uh, and Colin Ward, he, he said Wardy, because Wardy was a bit insecure whether he'd be in the team for grand final if they were to make it. And he said, mate, don't rush yourself back because if you do your calf, it's very hard to come back and you give up opportunities to other young kids and Wardy rushed back because he was desperate to keep his spot in the team and did his calf and all of a sudden he's not their grand final day and they win the comp. So uh, that story is uh, all too common, of course. Just going through the team as well. Just I hope he's not listening to this anyway. <laughs> Wardy, you know, good fellow, Wardy. <laughs> He'd be a bit upset. Financial planner these days. He's doing fantastically well. I just think if you look at the South bench, um, you know, they've got two players who are coming off, you know, Tom Burgess, he had uh, 14 carries, 129 metres. Mm. Uh, we had Jairo do, do his work 13 for 111. Yeah, the, the week before, Tom was the only man of the match off the bench. He had 20-odd yeah. carries and 200 metres, so he's got that in his game. Jacob Host would be the only one who would be a discussion, isn't it? But yeah, yeah I, I, he probably keeps the 17, doesn't he? Yep. I think he has to. Yeah. They were fantastic. And I'm not sure what the tactic is about having, um, having big um, uh, Burgess off the bench. But it's working for him. Yeah, yeah, it is. 
Yeah, absolutely. So he's starting with Totola, isn't he? Totola and Mark Nichols, who we're going to speak to Ooh. very, very shortly. Maybe he'll have some insights into it. Oh, won't he? What? Uh, will they have a few beers today, Tervs, or not? I think they would, yeah. yeah. But Wayne's not a party purpose, so... No. But only a couple. Yeah. Well, crazy. he won't be having any. Wayne, Wayne Bennett's an on-drinker, yeah. and he celebrates a grand final win with a Mars bar, apparently. That's the it. A Mars bar. That's yeah. it. And his dancing it. technique. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what? Jeez, it must be good fun, the grand final week. You can only imagine. Uh, actually, you know what? I will share something with you. I won a grand final the same, same day you won a grand final, and it was the same teams playing. I won the jersey flag against Manly. Frank Panisi was the coach. Yeah. The same uh, year that you beat St. George oh. in 1996, Tooves. Are you trying to say that? You're much younger than me. So yes, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, We, <laughs> both, we both had a victory too, by the way, which was, which was fantastic. fantastic there. Uh, would have loved to have yours, though. Uh, who cares about the jersey flag? one 300 is the way to say that. Sugar and Spud. What about the, uh, the partners at Tooves Accounting Firm? Uh, he'd get stuck into them. You never give them a thought. Fester says that, so he reckons he'd rip into them. Uh, very different, isn't it, an accounting firm to a rugby league environment? It is. Uh, Christopher and Jeffrey over there in um, in, in Pitt Street in Sydney. Yes, I'm um, giving them a rat. They said if I don't give them a rat, they'll sack me. So there you What's go. What's the name of the place? Christopher and Jeffrey. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Are you yeah. wearing suit, suits these days? Or yes, I am. Yes, I am. Tie? No, no jackets. No tie. We're a tireless firm. That's yeah. Right. That's um, good. It's, it's been good the uh, last uh, few months. Uh, no one in town, so yeah. empty. Are you starting to feel like, I, I feel like people are getting tired of COVID. And slowly yeah, but surely it's returning. You're getting a bit more traffic out there. Are you feeling that? Uh, I'm a bit dirty. They cut the buses back. Yeah. But, um, yeah, there's a few more on the buses. There's, there's five or six now. Oh, there's far less buses, buses oh, coming. Yeah. Yeah. What about when you're on the bus and someone recognises you? Do they ever sit down and annoy the shit out of you? That's no, COVID, spoken. Stay away. No, you still talk to someone on the meter, right? You'd be uh, on the B line, wouldn't you? No, yes, correct. Yeah. Um, but no, it's just quiet. Stay, stick to yourself. Well, why does Manly get the flashy bus? Like Cronulla don't have the bloody <laughs> C line. Like well, you, you got the B line. It's a Manly bloody B line. They, like, got, we, they got the, the two story job. Man, yeah. it'd be scary not. No, I couldn't go on that. And there's 400 buses a minute. Come, yeah. they've knocked it back to 200 buses a minute. And two. That's off what the they bit. call God's country, mate. Ah, oh, please. Welcome back to the best of crunch time, 25th of September. Remember, you can catch the boys midday every Saturday on 1170 SEN. We're lucky enough to have Mark Nichols, the South Sydney front rower, join the show and have a chat about South's chances after they qualified for the grand final. So we all know forwards. They do the tough carries, get line speed, east-west, kick pressure. I mean, halfbacks are smart. But if you look back at the past two decades of this club... The most inspirational leaders, Sam Burgess, OG Goat John Sutton, Big Bad Brian Fletcher. They're all forwards. It's about time this team had a forward as a skipper. <laughs> well, yes, scored a double last week, and he was referring to the Roosters game, which was all the talk. That was Latrell Mitchell. That was when everyone thought. The season was ending for the South City Rabbitohs, but glory, glory, they're off to a grand final. And the voice you heard is Mark Nichols, and I'm pleased to say he's on the line. G'day, Mark. Hey, mate, how are you? Well, mate, I think your speech pretty much wraps up careers as well. So for you, it took five seasons to get to your 30th game. This cheeky little Blake Taff is in a grand final in his eighth game are back. <laughs> oh, no, oh, no. We, we have a few of us last night, um, you know, Cody, Gaze, it's, we sort of smoking in our first year. Um, what did you say? Seven or eight games. He's going to play a grand final. Uh, the rest of us have waited 10 years. Yeah. 
And can you believe this, um, you know, like you were there 2017 in the greater squad. So that was probably of great benefit to you now. To, I know you didn't play in the grand final there with the Melbourne Storm, Mark, but you certainly got to see it up close and personal. It, has that given you an edge going into this grand final, do you think? Oh, yes and no. I mean, uh, as you said, I probably wasn't anywhere near the um, match day 21 at that stage. So um, I was sort of just going along for the ride, you know, um, with the boys as part of the sort of, I guess, B-side that had to train against the team. Um, you know, but this year it's going to be completely different. You know, at some court, we're sort of living up in Queensland at the moment, so... Um, I guess there are bits and pieces that I'll probably take out of it, but it's going to be a whole new experience either way. Everyone who qualifies for a grand final, they'll tell me that there's a moment, a defining moment where they go, holy dooly, I'm off to a grand final, something that I've wanted to do since I was a young kid. What was that moment for you last night, Mark Nichols? Yeah, well, I, I, think, uh, I think as we were walking around, um, you know, after we'd sort of shook hands and, won the game and then sort of, I guess, when we realised that all the boys were out on the field and everyone was sort of the extended squad, we're pretty happy and we're sort of walking around and looking up in, into the crowd and realising that we're going to come back there next week and play a grand final. That's, I guess, when it sort of hit me. Um, and, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's exciting. Yeah, Mark, Spud Caroline, mate. Firstly, I just want to congratulate you on your year, mate. You've had a fantastic year. Your go forward has been immense. Uh, regards to go forward, do you actually individually set uh, how many hit-ups you like to do per game, or does Wayne sort of say, mate, you need 10 or 12, 15 carries? No, no, no. Um, Wayne doesn't sort of sort of set any any targets, I guess. Um, you know, most forwards want to get over 100 metres. Um, you know, and, and, you know, you sort of want to get at least 10 metres of carry. Yep. I think if you, if you get 10 metres of carry... Um, as a forward, I reckon you're doing pretty well. But, um, you know, I sort of... Sometimes the game's just, you know, when you're front row and you're only playing, you know, 35 or 40 minutes, sometimes for 20 of those minutes you have to defend. Um, so it can be hard. But, um, you know, Wayne gives us a score every week on how we go. And, you know, if we get a, if we get an eight, then he, he's happy with how we've worked and we've done our job and that's all he sort of wants from us. And, uh, you know, as long as you get an eight from a coach and... Mm. and, and I guess um, sometimes the, the stats can be a bit misleading. But, yeah, generally, I, I think that's all, all forwards want to get over 100 metres. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, this is a, a great chat coming up here. And speaking about number eight, mm. right? Mark Nichols wore number eight last night. Mark Carroll wore number eight. And our caller of the day, Mark from Redfern, actually wins a signed card by Mark Carroll wearing the number eight. So there you go. He's wearing the jersey mate, that you used to wear. Mate, go, 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 Mark. And the same name. Yeah. Jeez, what's going on here? Yeah, good. Mate, um, what about old cranky uh, Wayne? Does he let you have a few beers last night? Yeah, yeah. He, um, he opened up the eskies after the game. Um, let us have a few beers. Young Henry's wonderful sponsors of the club. Um, so, yeah, the boys enjoyed enjoyed the sheds. We probably stuck around longer than we normally would. Um after a game and had a few beers and then, um, you know, on the bus had a, had a few beers back to the Goldie but then sort of most of the boys disappeared um, into their rooms and I guess we, we had a recovery um, down at the beach this morning and all the boys pulled up pretty good so uh, good signs for the, for the week ahead. Yeah, it's, um, it's, there's a person, I was lucky enough to play in three grand finals but the uh, 
the first one, I remember the, the week took so much out of me, mate. So just sort of enjoy every day, as they say. But sort of don't go thinking about it's the game too much too early. That's one thing I can press on. Because I remember I played my game in my head on Tuesday night. I'd done 20 carries and 30 tackles. I was absolutely busted by the time I got to the game. But have you? who outlines the week? What's up? Is Ello organised all that? Or what, what's happening for the week? Have they planned it out for you? Yeah, I think we're a... Um... I think it's a little bit still up in the air. I think at this stage, um, I think we've got a bit of a fan day on the Friday um, up in Brisbane. and I think the plan is for us to go up there and stay in Brisbane Friday, train captains on Sunday and, and stay there for the game on Sunday. Um, but other than that, Wayne's, Wayne's pretty good um, with that sort of stuff. You know, even last week when we had the few days off, he sort of said to get away from footy and if you don't want it, if you're not normally a bloke who watches a lot of footy, then probably don't sit down and watch um, watch the footy. And if you are, then then that's fine. Uh, he's pretty good, uh, Wayne. I think he's he's obviously been there and done it a lot of times. So um, I dare say the club will be on top of it, and uh, Wayne will get us um, going when we need to go out training, and I guess get us relaxed when we when we have to. Speaking with Mark Nichols, who's had a fantastic season. Hey, Mark, take us into the sheds, enlighten us. In the sheds at half time, the game's going fantastically well for the bunnies. What did Wayne say at half time? Do you recall? Oh, I think he just, you know, he was obviously happy with um, with, with where we were at twenty two nil up, um, you know. But he sort of just spoke about, you know, that the job wasn't done, and and the next forty minutes was probably going to set up, um, you know, next week, and we're probably just a bit disappointed at the end of the game, you know, straight after the. Straight off the whistle, Cody pulled all the boys in and we, we sort of let those two soft tries in and, um, you know, the last sort of 15 minutes, we didn't sort of complete and execute the way we wanted to, but, um, you know, we'll look at that in the video. And, um, you know, I think, I think there's probably lots of parts of the game that I think we probably could have done a bit better. So, you know, hopefully that's, that's a good sign for, for next week. Yeah, Mark, we uh, teammates. You've got a couple of big boppers on the bench. You've got Tom Birch. I think he's probably had his best year. He's, uh, what's his 125 kilo skin fold of 8%. He could easily be a, yeah. a WWE uh, fighter. But I think uh, Joe Arrow has been a fantastic um, signing for you guys. What do, they, what do those two blokes bring off the bench? When do you change the bat? It's sensational. Yeah, uh, Tommy's, um, yeah Tommy's been great when he started. He's come off the bench. And as I said, he's. He's just so big, and um, you know, even though the game has gotten a little bit quicker, it, it's probably helped him too because he, he just he always finds his front, um, really gets his own role. And I think I think John's just added a, a bit bit of mongrel that we probably um, probably missed with Semi um, having to retire, and um, you know he just he enjoys he enjoys the, the tough stuff, and he, and he you know he enjoys just getting in and and ripping in. He's he's probably not. You know, not the biggest bloke for for a middle, but um, you know, he just he just enjoys the tough stuff. Of, of, I think he's um, you know, he's typical Queensland. I don't know if there's there's much in the in the brain department, but he, uh, <laughs> he, he's a good he's a good he's one of those blokes you always play with and, and uh, not necessarily playing against. Hey, Mark, uh, we will let you go because we appreciate your time on a Sunday, um, uh, or Saturday, actually, affording you the time uh, after a big, big win. Just before you go, though, can you just uh, share a few comments around your halfback who, who, who now knows his last game is for the uh, the green and red of South Sydney will happen on Sunday, next Sunday. Can you just share a few words about Adam Reynolds for us and uh, how you know the bloke? Oh, I, you know, I, I'm training his... Um 
it's probably as cheeky as they come. He's, sometimes he can he can be a bit annoying, but um, you know it, he's probably typifies um, you know South Sydney. He grew up you know across the road from Redfern, and all he wanted to do was was play for South Sydney. And um, you know when you when you sort of don't grow up you know in the club, you come to the club and you see blokes like John Sutton and and um, and Reno and, and how they talk about the club and and stuff like that. It, it um, I guess it makes you realise how important the club is to so many people. And um, you know it's it's going to be sad for for Reno, but um, you know at least he gets one more game, so I'm sure he'll be doing everything he can to to make it a good one. Yeah, you highlighted uh, I've texted many mates who are Bunny supporters to know how much it means to them and all these text messages going on which you blokes probably aren't so much aware of. It's a fantastic achievement. You're off to a grand final, Mark Nichols, and regardless of how that plays out, uh, making a grand final, which which I never did, um, that'll stay with you for the rest of your life. So congratulations. Thanks, mate. Thanks for having me on. Welcome back to the best of crunch time for the 25th of September. It was great to have two manly legends in Jeff Tuvey and Mark Spud Carroll in the house. So we went through the grand final winning side of 1996, the grand final losing side of 1997, and a bit of life after footy. Talking with Spud Carroll and also to Jeff Tuvey, and uh, just thinking about these manly sides uh, who dominated through the middle of the 90s, uh, mm. probably left... How, how many premierships did you leave on the table, boys? Was, was it the 95 Two. one or was Sorry, it the 92? No, Should have won all three? Should have won yeah. all three. Easily. Yeah. Yeah. 95, we lost three games. One was a bloody grand final. But we had a you know, seven-tackle set. The bulldog, the bulldogs came from sixth. Fifth, yeah. Well, fifth. Was, it, was it five back then? Oh, yeah, I think no, it was yeah. fifth. Yeah. They're on a bit of a roll. Mm. They had, had a good young team and Terry Lamb in there guiding them. I remember we beat them thirty nil at Belmore. So that's, that year. Yeah, we did that year. J- Jimmy and Dimmick, I, uh, the Clive Churchill yeah, medal that day. Yeah. The difference was, I think, straight off, we didn't have much of a, a break, and then we got it straight back in the train. Then the, the next thing was about you know just defence. I think we had the best defence going around. Holden, I think you know, the average was eight and a half points per game. I think they are comparing us to uh, Penrith, and then they sort of blew out at the end of the year. But then 97 just proves the game goes for bloody 80 minutes, not 79.50. Talking about prelim finals, boys, um, 1995, you qualify through Newcastle. Do you remember that game at all? You beat Newcastle uh, 12 points to four. I think the game was, uh, 12 points to four, so a gritty affair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I think we had the wood on Newcastle for, for many years. I think they hadn't beaten us for three or four years going back. But, yep. Yeah. What was Bozo like as a coach, boys? What, how would he sort of a, a, approach a lead-up to a game or, or before a game? Was he fiery? Was he quiet? What, how would you explain Bozo? Oh, no, Bozo, he had his game plan and he, he stuck to it, but he, he was fairly consistent right, right through the year. Was it round one? Or the grand final, he was pretty yeah. consistent all the way through. He, um, you know, he, he'd done it all himself as a player, um, and he'd, he'd been there a few times as a coach. So he, he knew what to do, and I think he expected or demanded the same from his players. Mm. I think yeah, we're talking about the nineties back, ninety five, ninety six, ninety seven. I, I don't know if he had anyone doing his video, but we wouldn't sit there for hours upon watching videos. We maybe do fifteen, twenty minutes. It, it shows what we need to do, and then we go and implement that on the field. But the biggest thing I've found with training was it was just competitive training against each other and we'd be betting against each other. But when it got to game time, if anyone had to pick get, pick your mate, anyone picks on twos or, or Napper or, or someone takes someone out, mate, you take that. You just say, so mate, turn around, watch your number, you're gone. That's how, that's how we were brought up. 
I, I'm just looking at this number here. Yeah, this is unbelievable. I, I spoke about Nathan Cleary conceding less than eight points a game. Mm. I remember turning up to, to the off-season training, and, and you blokes had won the comp in 1996, and all David Waite spoke about in, in the preseason ahead of 1997 was the number 191. 191, boys. 191. Yep. You blokes conceded that number, 191, in the whole season of 1996. Mm. That, that's That's... That's ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, different different times though as well. I mean, games changed a bit now, but um. Yeah, yeah. but the gap but, but the gap yeah, to but, the next team, yeah, though, yeah, like, yeah, honestly. Yeah. But as I've, I've spoken about before, we we could easily hold sides out three sets of six. You know, you see, you try and get another repetitive set of six, and then they lose the ball. We'd hold them out for three sets of six, and then we get the ball, Joel. That's it. We'd score. Yeah. But I just think, yeah, you know, if we remember back to is we used to, you know, just play games inside their their own twenty-two. And it'd be might be nine versus nine, and then Bose would be screaming out cement out, and then it'd be nine v eight, nine seven, nine six, nine five, and you had to work, keep working on the inside. Then we we're playing two ball touch, and you just had to work for your mate inside. I remember Beaver because Beaver was so fast. Yeah, he'd come out the line. Said Beaver, stop blowing out the line because I can't catch her. Yeah, but just keep working with me. I'll I'll let you know verbally in the inside. I've got you. Mm. He's not going to miss tackle. But if I if someone stepped me inside, he would be there for me. Do you remember those drills too? Where you'd take a player out and. Not really. Spoke, I think. I was waiting uh, for Jeffrey. <laughs> look, it goes back to what Wayne Bennett said, you know, and we said before about being a team, and um, Spud mentioned it. Um, it's about getting the right combination. You, know, you don't have to be all superstars. You don't have to be all the greatest tacklers or the greatest attackers, but you need that combination to be there. You need to be comfortable with each other. You need to be confident with each other, and you need to trust in the ability of the people around you. Mm. And that's what that's what we had through those three years particularly. Um, the problem with, I suppose, in today's game, you've got a salary cap as well. And that, whilst you've got your combinations there, if you're successful, the salary cap tends to pull you apart. Well, that's what's up Penrith now. Exactly right. They've lost a few players, haven't they? Yeah. And, and so this is possibly their last chance to, to, to make that a, a fruition, to, to win. Yep. With, that, with that team because it is, as you mentioned, getting pulled apart next year. How does Des relax? You know, they're, they're bombed out for the season. Is he already thinking about next year or can he actually just put the tools down? What, what does he do, Des? You, you mentioned a bit of fishing, etc. But Oh, you know, look, Des, Des will be thinking about the footy <laughs> when Christmas and Christmas Day. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's <laughs> the typical job, I think, of a, of a coach that's been around for as many years as he has. Um, I mean, I don't see what Wayne... Wayne Bennett would do a Christmas day, maybe a bit of dancing like we showed yeah. in the sheds. Um, but um, it's, it's, it's a difficult job, and I think they're thinking about it all, all the time. It's just, just constantly in their head uh, because it's if you're not planning for next week, you're planning the preseason. If you're not planning yeah. preseason, you're pl- planning who you're going to sign for next year. Yeah. There's always something going on in your head as a, as a, as a head coach. Yeah, he wouldn't change. Hearing Johnny Sattler singing the old South song, way different to modern-day team songs. How many team songs, or any songs for that matter, have you heard the word quorum? Uh, no, that's right, <laughs> Kevin from Camden. No, what we is haven't. A quorum. Yeah, it's. Uh, geez, it was. It was very what's eerie, a, eerie a in many ways. Oh, quorum. I don't what know. What is a quorum? We'll look oh, it up. We'll so look it up. Is that yeah. an accountant's so you, question? You've, you've got to have word? the right numbers in a meeting. So it's got a spe- okay. specific amount of people you need to <laughs> to, <laughs> to be official. A, a quorum is yeah. a minimum number of members yeah. of a deliberate assembly. Necessary to conduct the business of that group. That's why he was a great. He was a great captain. See yeah. that, Joel? Wow, that's why. Yeah. 
How would you go on an IQ test, too? Are you, are you really good at those? I can't remember what it means. No. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what a quorum is, and you almost <laughs> said it to the word yeah. of what the bloody definition yeah. is. Who'd thought, who would have thunk, eh? Well, you, you yeah. remembered for the daughter to put the beers in the fridge so yeah, the time when you got home. Send her a text, one. Yes, yeah, have your say. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. By the way, uh, the horse... Talking about, um, talking about daughters at home, Tubes. Yeah. yeah we, both my kids are at home. And um, Father's Day come about. And he only bought me some beautiful aftershave. Anyway, <laughs> Josh didn't get anything in the morning. I, did, I said, that's fine. But anyway, he comes home in the afternoon. And he's got me two packets of four Ruskies. Remember the old lemon Ruskies? The, the, yeah, the, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, he put them in the day. I got these for you. I said, mate, thanks, son. How are you? When did you go and get one? He drank them all. <laughs> does your kid, does she ever fill the fridge up? Does no. she ever bring something in? Josh is at my favourite. He goes to the fridge. He goes, oh, there's no foodie. I said, how about buying some? Thanks for listening to the best of crunch time. Remember, you can catch Joel Kane and the panel every Saturday from midday. We'll see you next time. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.